Hey friends, you know what I don't miss at all? That vicious week before the period. Feeling like I'm ready to crawl out of my skin, irritated by everything and everyone around me. Bouncing between cravings for salty foods and sweets and back again. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl from Happy Mammoth. EstroControl contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a menstruating person's life. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like myself again. That's what people mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Happy Mammoth products, including EstroControl. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C-O-R-P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code C-O-R-P for 15% off today. This is Including You, the new series from Lead at Any Level. Including You features stories from chief diversity officers and other executives who are creating inclusive cultures in their organizations. Our goal is to show what's working in companies just like yours, to give you the tools you need to keep pushing for progress in your own workplace. We want to create belonging and opportunity for everyone, including you. And now here's your host, Amy C. Wanninger. Welcome back to Including You. I'm your host, Amy C. Wanninger, the Inclusion Catalyst. My guest today is Thomas Harris. He's the Associate Athletics Director, Diversity, Inclusion, and Employee Engagement of University of Arizona, whose mission is working together to expand human potential, explore new horizons, and enrich life for all. The University of Arizona employs approximately 250 people in the state of Arizona. Thomas, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I am excited to talk to you. I love talking to folks in higher ed because you all every single day are not only working with the current workforce, but also the future of the workforce. And I'm curious in your, can you tell us just, let's start by telling you just a little bit about your role in the athletics department and how you serve either staff or students or both within the University of Arizona community. Yes, thank you. So my role, Associate Athletic Director for Diversity, Inclusion, and Employee Engagement, and I always say it's a long title just to say it's my job to keep a pulse on the culture. It's my job to understand what's going on in our hallways, what's going on in our facilities, and and making sure that everyone feels safe, valued, and welcome. And we do that through education, uh, specifically to our staff and our coaches first. Uh, The idea once we got started with this work in 2018 was to educate our staff and work with our staff through this, which will inevitably trickle down to our student athletes. I tell recruits, parents all the time, it's important for me to make sure that the uh, professionals that your student athletes will be working with are competent, both culturally and professionally. And that's what my focus is. Over the years, it's gradually went into a space where it was important for me to get in front of our student athletes as well and give them education and work through sessions with them and just create an inclusive culture, specifically in the locker room. And that obviously translates to the the field of play for them as well. A lot of education, 
but a, a lot of advocacy within uh, our athletic department to make sure that diverse individuals have a voice and everyone feels value, welcome, and, and safe in, in, in our workforce. Can I ask, why is this a priority for the athletics department there? I know a lot of, almost every college has an athletics department. I don't think every college has a director of DEI within the athletic yeah. organization. Can you talk a little bit about why this role was created, why this was so important to your organization? Yeah, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. So back in 2018, uh, let me back up. So I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky, and I went to Western Kentucky University. That's where I got my start in athletics and worked in the marketing department. And while I was an undergrad at Western Kentucky, I was part of our Black Student Alliance and eventually became president of that program. And that position allowed me to not only advocate for Black students on a predominantly white campus, but also reach across the aisles and, and work with other diverse individuals to make sure that campus was inclusive for all people. So that's where I first fell in love with diversity inclusion. If there was a role like this back then, I would have taken it, but it wasn't. And so I stuck on the path of athletic marketing, but DNI was always a, a passion for me. And so I come out to Arizona thinking I would only do two years, get some experience at a bigger school, and then go back to the Midwest East Coast area. So after two years, we're trying to figure out the next move and I stick around for marketing for another year, but I knew I needed something else to fill my cup. And so I asked our athletic director if we could start diversity and inclusion initiatives. There had already been some nuggets laid, but nothing really concrete. And he embraced it and said, yeah, let's start it and, and see where it goes. And so I did diversity and inclusion work on top of my marketing job. And we started with our HR department and just wanted to embed DEI into every unit. And so he saw the vision, our athletic director, and, and made this a full-time position in 2019. And so when I got this full-time role in 2019, I could count on two hands how many diversity and inclusion officers there were within college athletics. And so for me, it was important because of the environment that we were in. I always cautioned myself in saying it wasn't toxic by any means, but it definitely wasn't as inclusive as I felt we could be. I think the diverse representation, we weren't retaining folks. I think some of our diverse student athletes felt some of that energy and, and it just wasn't great. And so I wanted to help change that and just make Arizona Athletics an even better place to work and, and to be for our student athletes. And so we started all of this work and, and back then it just wasn't a thing in college athletics. But after 2020, uh, as you can imagine, everyone finally figured out about diversity and inclusion in this way. And now there's over 100 positions in college athletics. Uh, the NCA has designated that every school has to have an athletic diversity and inclusion designee. And sometimes that means a position like mine, but also sometimes that means some of the, the BIPOC, BIPOC folks that just happen to be in academics and happen to be from a diverse background, they, they were told they had to do this work. And so uh, being able to support those types of folks in this work is, is also a, a mission of mine and something that I take pride in. Living Corporate is brought to you by Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program. It's incredible. Okay, so first off, you didn't know, Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They have fast language acquisition, meaning you're actually going to pick up the language because it's going to provide an immersive experience for you through their program. Speech recognition gives you a trainer for your accent. Convenient, right? You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your phone. Incredible value. Lifetime membership has all languages for any and all trips or language needs in life. 
That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone's offers for 50% off. That's a steal, y'all. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Living Corporate listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today, today. I think that's amazing. And so when you talk about educating and advocating and really starting with the coaches and the staff, what sorts of initiatives have you put into place since 2019 that you feel are really making a difference on campus? Yeah, so I, I take an employee engagement focus. I think a lot of times people believe that HR should not be embedded in, or, or DEI should not be embedded in HR. And I agree with that to some extent, but for me, we take an employee engagement approach. And so there's two, kind of two prongs with it. There's the education side. So we started with your normal lunch and learns. And I would come in and, and talk about a different topic or we bring a guest speaker in to talk about microaggressions and inclusive leadership and cultural humility. And then we've had specific topics in college athletics, transgender inclusion within athletics is a big topic. So we've talked about that and just overall LGBTQ plus advocacy and the list goes on. And then we also have wellness sessions where our sports psychologists, they are here for our student athletes. But every now and then they take a break and they work with our staff as well. And we do sessions to mitigate the amount of people that they see. And it's just important in a fast paced, long hour environment that we have to be able to meet our, our staff where they are and let them be vulnerable at work and, and talk through burnout and some of their frustrations that they may have with coworkers or frustrations with fans or whatever the case may be. We could do that in-house and, and lean on each other. So that's been a big one. And then after that, I'd say our recruitment and retention strategies, reaching out to folks who have job boards that specifically look for diverse representation. We talk about networking with people who don't look like you or the folks that are on your team. And then lastly, we have this inclusive hiring training that we do, and our, all of our supervisors are required to take it. We have an inclusive excellence council that kind of helps me with this work, and they take it as well. And so once a search is initiated, there's at least two people uh, in the hiring committee that have been gone that have gone through inclusive hiring searches. So it's mandated to have at least one member of the inclusive excellence council and at least one supervisor who went through this training. And that allows us to to ensure that we're running a, in a safe and inclusive hiring search. And so we've been able to see that the numbers jump with recruitment and also retention because of the initiatives like those that we put into place. This podcast, Living Corporate, it's brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with the audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place on your terms. Let me tell you something. Y'all might not know this, but Living Corporate, we started our whole journey on Squarespace. My website, ZacharyNunn.com, it's on Squarespace. I can't tell you how much I appreciate its fluid engine, the ability to create world-class templates and design. It's very intuitive, incredible. You have custom merch, 
through our Squarespace. We have an incredible asset library, so I can always mix it up, switch and swap. It's super dope. And the fact that you can host all types of content, video, audio, all types of media, you can put all on your Squarespace. I can't recommend it enough. If you want to learn more about Squarespace, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So you mentioned recruitment and retention numbers have increased. What other benefits have you seen or what other results have you seen as a result of some of these efforts? Because you mentioned a lot there between the legend learns, the focus on employee engagement, cultural belonging sort of stuff, plus the hiring. What are the changes that you're seeing to let you know that it's working? Yeah, for me, we measure success through, uh, once again, engagement. So how many folks are coming back? Now we call them DEIB sessions for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging sessions instead of lunch and learns. But how many people are showing up to those? And then how many of those folks are coming back and bringing colleagues? That's success to us. And, and people are being engaged in these conversations. And I don't have to talk for 45 minutes out of the hour. It's a back and forth. It's conversation. And I'm still getting 10 to 15 solid minutes of education in there. So that's a big one for me. Uh, And then also the ultimate goal when I got started with this work was to embed diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging into everything that we do. And so the coolest thing is when someone comes in my office and they have an idea and either they want to run it by me to make sure there's no cultural mishaps or it's they're excited. And they want to say, look, this is what we're doing in the ticket office. We are intentional about hiring multicultural students and full-time staff members to make sure that our fans who represent multicultural diverse backgrounds feel comfortable when they call someone in our ticket office. And that's what makes me happy. Uh, It's because they know that I love this work and I'm going to do it night in and night out, but I can't do it alone. And, And so when our staff, they come to me with these ideas, that's when I know it's working. And you can have all the numbers in the world with retention and all these other things. But if you don't have it embedded and and everyone in your workforce isn't bought in, it's not going to work. And so that's been the the best part about this work is is seeing everyone embrace it, step up to the challenge and and embed DEI into their unit. It's interesting because as you were, were talking, it occurred to me that your role within an athletic department broadly is not just in service of the staff and the students, but also the community. And I think about the ownership and the kind of the the personal investment that people have in their college athletic teams and how broad reaching some of these initiatives must be within the community because people really do feel a sense of pride and ownership in their, in their football team, in their basketball team, in their soccer team, in their, and I think about just my own growing up, I grew up in Southern Indiana, not too far from Louisville and college sports was a huge deal. People had their whole identities wrapped up in which teams they supported or more importantly, didn't with some of the local rivalries. And so I would imagine that you're able to attract a wider constituent pool or fan base even with some of the work that you're doing. Have you seen that as well? Yes, absolutely. Community engagement is one of the one of our problems for our, our DEIB framework. And uh, these logos behind me tell that story. But I'll start by saying 
yes, it's important for us to embrace Tucson because it is a very diverse culture. And so embedded into to our university's campus, we have cultural centers and resource centers for different backgrounds. And so we have a Native American cultural center, Asian Pacific Islander, and uh, a Black cultural center and a Hispanic cultural center. And then we have resource centers for LGBTQ plus and disability and women and gender. And so I had the idea when we first got started to celebrate these different cultures because our student athletes and staff represent them as well. And so we have already had a Hispanic heritage football game, which was just one of the most festive and beautiful celebrations that we do here with our football team every it's either in September and October it falls within that month of Hispanic heritage and then we started after that with Black History Month and we embed that with our basketball teams in February and then we added Native American Heritage Month and we embed that with our women's basketball team in November and then we have Asia Pacific Islander which we try to celebrate the spring sports and then we also have our pride meet that we do with our, our women's gymnastics team. We have a, a sport that's ticketed, <clears throat> that has a, a cultural celebration embedded within their season to be able to bring in these diverse individuals within our city. And it, it's some of the most beautiful celebrations and, and just pride. And we interview student athletes who, who have these identities and they talk about how proud they are of, of the things that they grew up with or the things that they do now to celebrate their culture. And then our fans see that and they respond on social media and, and they love it as well. And so, yeah, it's a great way to embed that into our city because Arizona football is the biggest venue here that you're going to get people in. Arizona basketball is a, is a long story history in all of our sports. And so to be able to have our fans see themselves in the celebration while also enjoying the game of sports it's it's just beautiful so we we love to do that that is beautiful it's touching my heart in a in a really deep way because i think about people not seeing themselves all the time represented in higher education spaces and when you've got a community that feels connected locally to what the university is doing that can really change the trajectory for young people who maybe haven't had exposure to the university setting before, who maybe never saw themselves going to college, um, but also giving those student athletes a moment to say, wow, I'm celebrated here. That must be really just personally fulfilling to see that happen. Yeah, it's amazing. And as I, I hinted to these logos behind me, if you can make out the silhouette, it's a wildcat face. And a part of these celebrations are these logos. And so there's a LGBTQ, there's a Black, and there's a Native and Asian Pacific, so they, disability, all those groups that we celebrate with our games and, and within our, our cultural centers on campus. And there's icons in each and every one of these Wildcat symbols to represent the cultures. And so when we started doing this work, it was myself and, and our marketing and brand management team and trademarks and licensing teams and then we also had focus groups made up of different people on campus and students and faculty and staff and, and alumni to help us come up with these logos. And it, it just was a it, it was an amazing process and, and was able to to come up with something that once again, folks from these backgrounds can see themselves in a logo that also represents the, the school that they, they love as well. And uh, the student athletes, they get shirts for these uh, and we put these on shirts each month when we celebrate them 
And it's cool. The, the interviewers on TV, they interview them and they talk about it. Our communications people will do things where the student athletes can talk about them and, and, and be just excited about their culture being celebrated in in a way like this and, and yeah it's it's great and one of the biggest things I, I get out of this is when I sit down with student athletes and staff and interview them about their cultures the smiles that they have and the stories that they bring up it's it just makes me feel like I'm at home listening to, to people in my family too so that's what we go for and it's community engagement it's family atmosphere just being inclusive to, to all cultures and, and I think we do a really good job of that. That's just fantastic, Thomas. And I'm curious with all that you've done and the way you have so perfectly married your marketing background with your DEI focus is brilliant. What's next for the athletic department in this work? What do you hope to accomplish next? That's a really good question. So broadly, there's a few folks like me who were doing this work back in 2019. And we started a uh, nonprofit called DICE, which is Diversity, Inclusion, Equity Council of Excellence. And this group serves to help those folks in college athletics who are just getting started with diversity inclusion work and also just need to sustain the work in their schools and, and just need tools and resources and community to, to be confident in that work. And so uh, that's all. That's my number one goal for this work is to be able to have it as common and as respected as ticketing and marketing and compliance and development. Like I want diversity, equity, inclusion to be right up there and not just in addition and to to our industry. So that's an ongoing commitment that I've made. And then for the University of Arizona Athletics Department, for us, we we added the B to our DEI last year, belonging. And that's been the focus, whether it's our staff, our student athletes, our donor, we want them to be inclusive and, and be included and, and valued and welcome, but we also want them to feel like they belong. And so we've stepped up some of our trainings and our sessions and, and just everything that we do to make sure we're including folks as much as we can and that they feel like they, they belong here. And so we have that and we're, we're aligning ourselves with the university. We have uh, uh, strategic initiatives and university initiatives department who we like to work with a lot. And so that group put together flexible work arrangements for the entire university. So we brought them in to talk to our athletic staff about that because it's hard in our industry to have flexible work. And so um, we did that. We created a lactation space in our basketball arena, which was also another initiative from the university. So aligning ourselves with the university, aligning ourselves with the NCA, and aligning ourselves with our conference and the diversity and inclusion work that they're doing is, is also very important to us and, and allows us to, to have a further reach and um, be able to cross off a, a lot of different boxes in, in the work that we're doing. Thomas Harris, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing these insights with my audience. I appreciate you and the work that you are doing so much. And I look forward to more great things um, from the University of Arizona Athletic Department. This is fantastic. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate the time and bear down. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow Lead at any level on LinkedIn and YouTube. Then join us for Including You video simulcast every Thursday at noon Eastern. Including You can also be enjoyed each week as part of the Living Corporate Audio Podcast Series, available on all major podcast platforms. Learn more at living-corporate.com. Including You is brought to you in part by Lead at Any Level a boutique training and consulting firm improving employee engagement and retention for companies that promote from within. Lead at any level. 
Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. Lead at Any Level and its logo are registered trademarks of Lead at Any Level LLC. The views and opinions of guests on our show do not necessarily reflect the positions of Lead at Any Level, Living Corporate, or the sponsors of Including You. That's it for this week's episode of Including You. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a comment or a review to help others find us as well. Be sure to join me next week when my guest will be Farah Harris from Working Daily.